You can look for all your dresses, let's say, that are red, and you type in the machine, once you've programmed it, of course. Let me see all my dresses that are red. This is a basic computer setup. You take this, the program, on this tape cassette, you put it in the tape recorder, it feeds the information into the computer, the computer does what the program tells it, and feeds it out on your television set. So uh, let's start this show. Let's get back to it. We've got a bunch of fans wondering what is history now that I, I really had nowhere to go with that. Well, people I were ended. wondering what happened to us, and the truth is life happened, as we all know. Oh, yeah, but this isn't our first episode back. This isn't got... our first episode back. <laughs> we were kidnapped by moles. This is Year of the Week. I'm Dan. I'm Brian. I'm Fed. And together we are we're the year, year, of the week. year of the Week again. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have to, <laughs> I'm trying to mention it as much as possible. That's good for branding and marketing, mm-hmm. I, I suppose. Year of the Week. Year of the Week. What Year of the Week is, is every episode we go down history lane and we pick out a year to uh, turn upside down. We turn it inside out. We pick it up, we shake it, we see what falls out of its pockets. Sometimes we were alive during these years. Sometimes uh, we weren't alive yet. Sometimes we were already dead. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like we did year of the week 2078. Right. It was hard, when but I we did, did it. Well, we did year of the week, 1987. I, that was the year I was dead. Yeah. I was dead for that whole year. Yeah, I mean, we're, my, we're my social back. life was dead. Am I right? It's you great. could tell because he wasn't wearing shoes on his album cover. For right, Hebrew. my album cover. This week, we're going to talk about 1982. Yeah. And before we get into the show, let's talk about what we heard in the intro there to wet your whistle. And I think the first thing up that we heard was a guy talking about, it was a news report on personal computer. Computers. Brian, this is your jam. Everybody thinks everybody's this is my looking jam. at their phones. What's going on here? Notes are. Yeah. Oh, what notes? I'm telling you what to say. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but in the future, Dan's getting to be a scary control freak. Isn't he? Like they're gonna find our bodies in a car. I don't like the bathroom breaks. Yeah. <laughs> don't like break the looking seal. at me while I'm peeing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. So that was the personal computer boom. The buzz was making it on the local TV news at six o'clock. What are what is a personal computer? Yeah, at the time, it was basically a calculator, and then you could also play word games on it. Yeah, well, right. in that in that clip, the Zork. guy was like, instead of opening your closet to figure out how many red dresses you have, you can spend about thirty or forty weeks programming, you know, your computer and to come up with a spreadsheet, I guess. Yeah. And then you just type in to the program to have it look up how many red dresses you have. Because the I think the reporter was a woman. So the uh, guy that she was interviewing was trying to put it in terms she would understand. <laughs> and you can tell that they had a lot of female input on that software, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a right. huge woman problem, I think, like to itemize all of your red dresses. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they own between 40 and 600 red dresses, probably. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. This is you the scoop neck, the boat neck, the V neck. I mean, what the fuck. Peter, Scoop back. Peter Pan collar. Right. You got the A line. Pixie collar. Right. You know a lot about dresses. No, I just ran out. That's that was pretty it. good. That, that was, was all of it. Empire waist. Right. 
Ampere. Rooshing. Ampere waste. Right. Ampere was not happening, though, in 1982, I don't think. I think probably like for little girls it was. Maybe. So also with personal computers, though, in that clip, though, they, you, they're putting in a cassette tape. The right. kids today don't don't know this, but there used I to be these this. things, audio cassettes. Yeah. And they were also somehow used for computers, and you'd put it into what looked like a tape player and run some cord into it, hook it up to the computer, which was some big box. And yeah. You, and then you found a television set somewhere. Right. <laughs> then, then you could tell how many dresses you had <laughs> right and that was it it was what a time to be alive yeah it was pretty good a lot of us thought that computers were not going to be the future right well i think everyone had a sense of where the computer was going but there's no clear path how we we're going to get there yeah eventually like in pretty in pink we knew that you'd be able to flirt via computer yeah <laughs> the technology they kind of showcased in that was decades away right like it's like it was like 30 years away <laughs> the Invented G Chat to right. put this smooth on Molly Ringwald in the in the library. Right, right. that's astonishing. The guy was a genius. Yeah, the other weird thing about that is that when he's doing that, he mentions how Waco is going to burn. Yeah. Well, the original of that was written into the original script, and the whole thing was is that he was wanted by a bunch of FBI and CIA. The ATF was closing in. Yeah, right be, mainly because like he had all the secret technology that it was he based invented. On Neuromancer. Right. <laughs> With a dash of phantasm. <laughs> Just um, a soupçon. All right. And what was up next on that was, oh, that Poltergeist, right? That movie They're fucked me here. up, man. Yeah. Which, if you look at it now, boy, is that ridiculous. Movie. No, but someone Oh, really? Was, yeah, does it hold up? No, I'm sure we're all horrified by the guy pulling his face off in the sink. Yeah. But now it is I ridiculous. Always, and and I by was, Craig T. Nelson smoking weed with his wife in, yeah. in the suburbs. When I was a kid, right. I, I figured, well, that's pretty much what adulthood looks like right there. Yeah, yeah, right? But they're all sleeping in the bed together. That's the thing in that scene. The, what, the, like at the end when they're no, in the when, hotel? No, when the, the, so the they're here scene, she's like the screen, the TV. So another one for you youngsters, when you leave the TV on, it used to sh- turn off. The broadcast would end and then it would just be white snow. Right. Because there was a bunch of human beings creating a show for you. And then eventually they had to go to bed. Right. So at like midnight, <laughs> they would start making programs for right. you and they'd come back the next day right it was really something yeah so in that in that clip you know that it's all snow and then but they're all sleeping with the snow and you look at it and it's like a strobe light but they're all that's like their white noise so they're here that came out and she um that was 82 that was 82 so yeah. i was 10 when that okay. came out. and my my dad should not have taken me to that goddamn movie <laughs> jesus no yeah, no. That clown, yeah, that clown, that fucked up a the lot. Fucking of kids. clown, yeah, yeah, it's bad clown. I mean, the guy pulling his face off is one thing, but it was the clown that really that messed me up. I didn't like the pool, the, yeah, with, the pool of with the corpses, yeah. that like were grabbing you, yeah, like they were very grabby, and like they some of them were clearly like getting something out of it. Yeah, they weren't just like ah, they were like oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So up next on the what you heard on the intro was the China Group. That was the last concert uh, given by the Doobies. That was that was sort of that was on. On September 11th, 1982. That was like September 11th before September 11th. Was yeah. The, uh, Wait, China Grove is Doobie Brothers? I thought, yeah. I thought it was China Groove. China Grove? I thought it was China Bone when I was a kid. Hmm. China Bone? Whoa, China Bone. <laughs> All these options make the same amount of sense. Yeah. Right? That like, what's China Grove? Grove or... China Bone, though. Yeah, that, that's probably the worst one. <laughs> Remember, I was a child. That's true. He was an infant. He wasn't even born. Most strings of words made no sense at all. China, right? Maybe China Road, too. 
China Road. I, I think it, I think I thought it was China Road. And then I thought there was some tie-in to that TV show in the 90s. China Beach. Right. There was none. But so they broke up. The Doobie Brothers, well known for being guests on the television show What's Happening. Yeah. And the, giving the world Michael McDonald. <laughs> and gave uh, the world Michael McDonald. I guess the reason why they broke up is because that tape that Rerun made in What's Happening got out. It broke their backs. Yeah. So uh, that happened in 1982. The Doobies broke up, moved on to bigger and brighter things or their lives fell apart i'd also like to point out at this point that my israeli in-laws named their dog doobie mm-hmm. and i guess doobie means something different in hebrew mm. but they never knew that uh, a doobie is a it's a drug reference dance yeah 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 I, I didn't really realize that until just now just when now. i just told you just yeah. now yeah one second to go and that drug would be lsd right yeah <laughs> like a massive lsd <laughs> stick right up last on there was the great theme song for Cagney and Lacey came out. The two police detectives were also women. Gritty crime drama of uh, the was 1980s. Was it sort of a, a feminist show? An early... Uh, pretty feminist. Yeah. It was. Pre- I watched a few episodes recently and it, it was pretty, you know, it was good. It was a lot more hard-boiled than I imagine it to be. But that theme song, Prime Sax. Yeah. That was like peak sax for the 80s, I think. I never wanted to watch that show when I was a kid because they just looked like two moms. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like very kind of normal looking. I think that was the point. Yeah. Yeah, right. that was the point. But as a as a 10-year-old boy, I think I just said no thanks yeah, to right. me and Lacey. Yeah, but now you watch it now and you're like, hmm, no two thanks. moms. Yeah. <laughs> two moms tying daily. She has spunk. Juggling everything. She was juggling everything. Yeah, she had her kind of husband that couldn't get work on the construction site that one in new york <laughs> couldn't get hired had trouble and uh and the other one sharing glass i think so something like that she was kind of a hard ass she wanted to be a cop she wanted to be one of the boys so sometimes she uh stomped on whichever one was cagney or lacy to get climb the, the ladder anyways that all happened in 1982 should we get on with this show wait are you wearing a swatch first of all oh yeah this is a swatch from 1982 wow. no it isn't from 1982 but this is my original swatch here if you what, can what see is it? it's like 1986 yeah. i want to say and that my dad had to make that hole so it fit on my wrist <laughs> do you see it it's like the uh, the thing that you had when you were a baby born yeah. yeah yeah it's little it's huh. like you could barely get that around a chopstick that yeah. company really had a holdover people like i had one too yeah um, no i found it in my parents attic and i was like oh this is pretty nice wait does it work or is yeah it- no it's for display it's a very delicate wristband too thank you yeah, I brought it into the swatch. delicate wrist. I brought it into the store, and everybody crowded around to look at it, all the people that worked there. Was it like you were an unfrozen caveman? Yeah. Just... They were like, oh, that's the original band. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. They're like, oh, let me, let me I, I got to polish this up. I want to be the one that does it. Okay. Oh, can I take you to the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. Yeah, you're the professional. <laughs> You know what you're doing. So uh, in this show, we're going to go through 1982, and we are going to just blast you with the top headline of every month. That's the way we go through uh, the year. We pick the top headline. Every every other headline uh, is no good. We're talking about what had people gabbing at the water coolers. Yeah. There are some important things that happened in 1982, which you are not 
going to hear about tonight. No. Yeah, no, but you can uh, you can just get the vibe. We also have a time machine that sometimes uh, blows up and brings us a guest. Maybe we'll talk to them. They'll give us some special insight on some of the things we're talking about. And one last thing before we get going, please go rate us on iTunes. No, there's that doesn't exist anymore, does it? iTunes, I think they exist. Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Go rate right. us on Apple Podcasts. All right, should we get into the show? Brian, lead us off. It's January. Brr. January 7th, the Commodore 64 8-bit home computer is launched by Commodore International in Las Vegas. It becomes the all-time best-selling single personal computer model. Yeah, because everybody but me had a Commodore 64. Like I, I didn't either. I didn't either. Okay, so yeah. yeah Maybe but, that's how we found each other. Right. <laughs> Commodore was the gaming machine. Right. That's what I remember. High-powered game. Yeah, you right. Summer games, winter games. Yeah. Robotron or what was that one? It was like Robotron 2084 or something. You know <laughs> Sounds I mean? really Which good. Which is the one yeah. that's like you're like intruder alert. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a, the same thing I'm thinking of. It's so upsetting when Fed sneezes. It's amazing. I, I feel terrible. For no, you. I know. Well, it's really dangerous if I was behind the wheel of, say, a big rig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like if you're eating a big meatball hoagie or something. Yeah. Then, yeah. That's why I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. I wanted a Commodore 64 so bad, um, but I never... My dad, correctly so, was just like, what, what are you going to use it for? He wanted me to make spreadsheets and do math. And that's <laughs> you weren't going to do that on a Commodore 64. <laughs> I want you to go in there and make spreadsheets and do math. Yeah. I always had the consoles. We, we had an Atari, and then we had an Intellivision, and we had a ColecoVision. And wow. Yeah. No. ColecoVision. My family, we were really into video games. Like okay. My mother was addicted to Burger Time. Do you remember Burger uh, Time? We have Burger Time, yeah. Yeah, she used to sit there and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee, and we'd be like, Mom, when's it my turn? I want to play Sub Hunt. And she'd be like, go do your math and spreadsheets. Sub Hunt. <laughs> yeah. When I make the last burger, Brian, that's exactly. when you'll Which play. Which can never have. Yeah, you're right. always, there are always more burgers to make. You're right. Also, note that Brian's mother's voice has changed. Yeah, right. <laughs> there were some calls. But yeah. yeah, so yeah, Commodore I always remember this kid. Adam, I wanted to play in his basement, uh, his Commodore, uh, and he was very religious. So he, you know, you had to do these things as kids where you had to like be, friends. Be friend to Christian. Be, yeah, <laughs> he was a good guy. But I did, I felt like, yeah, I, I got to know him because he's got that Commodore 64. Did you guys ever do anything so low like that? Oh, before? hell yeah. Uh, I would do it for like a diet root beer when I was a kid. I'd go <laughs> hang out. Yeah, no problem. I once, in when I was in like, I think second grade maybe, someone brought in a transform to for show and tell and like i snuck it out from under their seat and played with it and then broke its arm and then just put it back in the bin and said nothing wow he subtly took another kid's transformer played with it broke its arm and then he he replaced it and then he just went on with his business and <laughs> oh that's he, he's been carrying this with him for like 40 years you, yeah well whenever i speak to young children i bring that up because i was like 
I remember that because I did what was like yeah. probably the most awful thing you could do at that time. And let me right. tell you, you're never going to forget. <laughs> I'm fine. No consequences. <laughs> so Commodore 64 in January, people are getting computerized. This is the future. Laser beams, neon, lasers, fuchsia. Like uh, <laughs> that's the new color they just had <laughs> they developed. Just invented that color. <laughs> it was the first time civilians had access to fuchsia. <laughs> right. Yeah. Move on to February. So in February, Ozzy Osbourne was arrested after peeing on the Alamo in San Antonio. So we know that he was arrested. We don't, because we didn't look into it so much. This could have been in the middle of the day. Could have been at night. Like what, I did what look part into of it. the Alamo? He, like, was he in the bathroom? He was drunk. He was wearing his wife's dress. And Sharon. Sharon. Sharon it was a green Sharon dress. Glass. And yeah, he was just like completely trashed on the dozens of things and he just said that he had to take a piss and uh, went and found a wall to piss on and then somebody was yelling at him that he was pissing on the Alamo and uh, he was arrested. What was he on the news or something? Or was he in front of people? Like what are, are, are Texans I mean, really is... touchy about the Alamo? Is... Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. You got the Alamo. What else is there about Texas and Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> Falcon Crest. I don't know. One of those. Larry Hagman. It's like if you peed on Larry Hagman himself. Yeah, you got Larry Hagman, you got uh, David Robinson, right, and uh, the Alamo. Ross Perot. It's like if you just <laughs> peed right in Ross Perot's mouth. Yeah. Which definitely happened at some point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. but he paid for that. Yeah. Well, you know, and then there was a... As I, when I saw that, I looked it up. Didn't see any news coverage from the moment, but there, he did return to the scene and uh, there was sort of an apology tour sort of like when barack obama was elected he, president. well what he, i think what he did was he then pulled urine from the alamo back into his own body yeah to make amends wow like, this is my I, maybe people were upset because he peed on davy crockett's pee yeah you mm. know like it's like a dog marking its territory that doesn't seem like such a bad thing peeing on the alamo it it, sounds like an album cover it, it this this kind of seems like something that was dreamt up by his publicist like, yeah. hey, Ozzy, go pee on the Alamo. <laughs> and then later we'll go on an apology tour. What? The no, but the man. apology tour was 30 years later. Oh, the, that, that's the long game. Long game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the perfect crime. It is the perfect crime. I'm going to pee on the Alamo. <laughs> so what's the deal with the Alamo? Everybody dies, though. Yeah. All, I think the white, they could have, all the white I dudes they die. They could have surrendered, but they're like, no, we're going to fight to our last person. It's like, well, why? Because they, I think it had a lot of American heroes in it. Davy Crockett and Jim Bowie, Bowie, yeah, David Bowie, David Bowie, Bowie, American hero, Christy Brinkley. Ross Perot was in there. He's everywhere. Yeah. Air Bud. Um, <laughs> Shrek. So, but so maybe they had all done something horrible inside. Yeah, probably. You know? Like maybe they had just gotten done with their human centipede experiment. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Let's just, let's just, just wipe this it. thing out. Let's wipe it out. Who was a Mexican general? Is it Santa Ana? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he came in and witnessed them all. Jerking it. Human centipede. Doing an ookie cookie. <laughs> just said burn it burn it okay, burn it all down you'll thank me believe me <laughs> and he actually asked them he's like what do you what do you want me to do here kill us and they're just like just end it isn't it obvious we can't stop addicted to jerking each other off i ate a diaper 
that's the movie we need to make. It'll be I short. Think one. They did make one of those like three hour epics of it, right? Oh, they made a, a, oh, f- yeah. a few of them. Yeah, like Billy Bob Thornton was yeah. like Jim Bowie or something, and um, Daniel Boone and Johnny Appleseed and <laughs> George Washington's in there. George Washington Carver. <laughs> yeah, George Washington Carver. Babe. <laughs> Babe the, the Blue, Blue Ox. Ox. Balto. Yeah. <laughs> Babe. Frodo the Hobbit's in there. <laughs> Ty Cobb. Yeah. Ty Cobb. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Batman and Robin. <laughs> right. The General Lee. Yeah, just the car. <laughs> the, <laughs> Grave Digger, the, the monster truck. Yeah. Uh, Knight Rider. <laughs> Kit, sorry. It's Kit. amazing that Santa Ana was able to defeat all these heroes. Well, that's the thing is they had so many personalities they couldn't work together. As right. That's probably true. Yeah, Brady Bunch. A lot, a lot of egos. So anyways, I hope the Almo has recovered. It seems like they've turned it into sort of a cash cow with that infamy, right? It's well, more not. well known. I mean, I don't even know why we brought it up because more people know about Ozzy peeing on the Alamo than what the Alamo is even about. Yeah, but it's also why there are no bathrooms at the Alamo Draft House. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh, it's a time machine. What? Oh my God! It's a time. Machine. It is working. It is still working. Hey, how, how y'all doing? Um, I'm detecting hey. a Texas accent. Yeah, he sounds well. He sounds southern, but now it's dead on Texas accent. I'm gonna just get at y'all for a second because we've had well, someone someone peed on Alamo this year. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. And, and uh, y'all, I'm trying to get the word on that, that we don't want that. If you're coming to Texas to take a leak on our most prized piece of history, we don't want you. We don't want you. That's messing with Texas. That's yeah, absolutely messing with Texas. We're talking about Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, it's personal to me because it's... Look, I got a job from the state. I, they put me out here five years ago to keep anybody from peeing on the Alamo. And Wait, it, sorry, that's your whole job? Yeah. yeah. I, my, my sister worked for a governor, so I got that job. It, largely a no-show <laughs> job because no one ever thought to go take a leak on the Alamo before. But then this some bitch, Ozzy Osbourne, come and, he peed on it so hard that he threatened the structural integrity to hold build. And then... Whoa. I'm not a, I'm not a scientist, go. but I imagine that's what what happened. So now for me, I look like quite the fool. Yeah, right? couldn't you tell what was about to happen? Can't you? I, you can kind of tell when somebody is about to, like, lurking around to go pee. Look, I'm take, I'm in the middle of classes I'm on studying when people's going to pee. But at, <laughs> at, but at the time of the incident, no, I, did, I wasn't even thinking about it. I thought it was a ridiculous position, and I thought I was handling it the best I could. But turns out, no, some people is going to pee on it. So now I'm out here double and triple my efforts make you, sure no are one are you all by yourself out here yeah exactly not like there's no state funding for a whole, whole yeah. task force because they said no it's that's <laughs> your job and you messed up so i'm doing the best i can trying to better myself get a stronger education on it and i got a sense now who's maybe going to pee or not and i'm trying to i'm trying to get a grant where we some kind of pee barrier mm-hmm. where we can have maybe some kind of satellite looking down where uh, maybe possibly a laser it shoots people if they look like they're going to pee have you got a computer <laughs> well that's I, that's I've the whole yeah. thing the, satellite the, the, very interesting. Don't even think it's invented yet. Well, what I yeah. had done is I had taken a, uh, a whole bunch of soup, put them cans together to shape an artifice of a man, and <laughs> I'm trying to breathe life into it mm. and bring it to make it an automaton which can identify which people was peeing and which in. As of now, my, my robot ain't working. Sort of a soup Gundam. I call it a golem. Yeah, but yeah, what, you, you're, why are you, you're spending, it sounds like you're spending all this time training a, uh, a soup can, golem, a, a, a soup golem uh, to look out for peers when you should just be looking it out with your own eyes. Well, let me tell you this. How many sides do you think a building got? Four sides? Yeah, how many eyes do you think I got? 
Uh, two eyes? Yeah, it's too many sides I and see. I got eyes. Oh, yeah. I see. It so even sense. if I'm standing on a corner and I can see two sides of each of my eyes, I... You need um, an assistant. Yeah, or, it seems or, like I can't believe you're Or a robot or a satellite or a giant mirror that Maybe follow soup around. Golem. So y'all tell me what, because I'm doing the best I can. I, Why is it such a big deal? I still don't get it. Were you, were you there when it happened? I was playing dice out in the swamp. <laughs> right. So why? <laughs> At where? least you're honest about it. I mean, but wait, there's no swamp near the Alamo. <laughs> yeah. What state was, were you in? I was in East Texas at the time. I was, okay. There was a dice tournament. And I, <laughs> right. In so the bayou. This is the picture I'm getting is that you left a bunch of cans of soup nearby and just <laughs> told, said, the, keep, told the soup <laughs> to keep an eye on the to Alamo. To keep an eye on the Alamo and, and went then to here gamble. Comes, here comes Ozzy Osbourne dressed in a cape, probably reeling back and forth like yeah. on his 14th Hennessy. He probably just and... tripped over the soup cans. Well, there yeah. are known, there are known knowns, and there are known unknowns, and there are also unknown unknowns. Which is in this case was, <laughs> did we know that a fellow going to come pee on it? No, we didn't. We thought it was out of the realm of possibilities. I had spoken to some Hollywood screenwriters to draw up some <laughs> possible scenarios where a building had gotten peed on, and they hadn't come up with that one. Where they, they couldn't even, a, a they couldn't rock even. And roll. They couldn't imagine a situation because there's bathrooms or there's other things you can pee in. They couldn't even think of a possible scenario at the time at the time we focused all our resources on keeping dogs keeping dogs off it ah Ozzy Osbourne is sort of the perfect storm for a who's yeah. going to piss on the Alamo situation. I mean, right. he, he's a one-man disaster just rolling up into San Antonio for your personal life. I understand. It blew, it blew, blew my life up 10 ways from Sunday. But yeah. you weren't even there. No, well, I got a... I get a <sighs> How did you notice? Because you were like close to Louisiana, I'm guessing. Yeah, so I, was, right? I did a, I did a, a coming third in a dice tournament. <laughs> and I go... Third. Not coming, I go in to a swamp. Third out of three. <laughs> now, there's a lot of good dice... <laughs> Guys, players. I mean, it wasn't no shame. I played. I got beat by people who deserved to win. I'm not gonna take away from them. <laughs> sure, I did my best. Right. Sometimes the dice roll funny for everybody. And I beat six guys. So I mean, I sleep at night. You know what I mean? So I come. I come to tell so my. Ozzy Osbourne, by the way. I don't think he's he doing fine. Think, he's some kind of animal, man. He doesn't even. He like a human being, just mm-hmm. spraying urine at every place he can, mainly his penis. But. <laughs> <laughs> Out of both nipples. <laughs> I mean, I ain't seen it, but I believe it because he's some kind of crazy critter. I heard he ate he, a bass guitar on stage. <laughs> I heard that too. Where does this leave you now? What happened to the pee? Who has we to took clean that a, We took a lot of it to test it to make sure it's actual pee. Mm-hmm. And, what could uh, it be? How were the results? Yeah, it was pee. How'd you test it? We come up this kid here. He used to uh, pee his pants a lot. And he says, yo, is this pee? Because the other thing I know about pee is going to be you. <laughs> Since you weren't there, who caught Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah. So it was this guy, Blake. He worked at the Burger King. He was pounding on a window because he sees a shady-looking English fella. Gets to, he starts walking funny like he's going to do something. Now he's wailing on that glass saying, Get out! Get up over here! And, and, and it, it seems like he don't care. So he starts making water on the building. And... uh he making water. He called the state police, and they run up on him like a SWAT team. Smokey, yeah, we just yeah. punched him right in the side of the head, mm. and then we made more pee come at him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he liked. He thought it was funny. He like a little Willy water bug out there. <laughs> now you're back on the fort. They still like the one time that somebody pees, a, you missed life, it. It's a lifetime appointment, so my disgrace <laughs> is the albatross around my neck here now. Where I just got to make sure it don't happen again. Yeah, what's the respect? Are you in a band? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
called Nightcrawler. I'm surprised that Ozzy is the only person to ever peed with this lax security. I, I'm not. I'm. What well, doesn't doesn't occur to a, a functioning human being mm. unless you get some kind of disease to prey man. <laughs> oh no, the time machine! It just he, I pulled gone. the plug. Yeah. yeah, middle fingers to you. Choo, pachoo. I gotta pee on the Alamo right now. He's spitting tobacco juice at us as he. Go- Can I go on in? And March 29th, Chariots of Fire wins Best Picture and uh, three other Academy Awards. We don't give a shit about those, but nobody really remembers that movie. Oh, I saw it pretty recently, actually. Oh, you did. So was, no, nobody important. It's pretty low stakes. Uh, it's like a guy. It's like the well, best tell us what, what is the, the movie? The something. movie is about some running people, right? Yeah, just, on it's, the beach. It's, it's when all <laughs> Olympic athletes were just rich people who could afford to travel around the world at their leisure. But one was really religious. And he didn't want to run on Saturday or Sunday. Oh shit! <laughs> he was not uh, Orthodox Jewish, so he uh, there. It's like that's the big tension there. It's like, will he run on Sunday? Right. And the answer is no. Really? That's, that's the movie. Yeah, that's the whole movie. And then at the end, they run real fast, and that's it. Yeah, it's like really, it's just like the, a story about these two dudes. One is supposed to be this kind of like in the era of the gentleman athlete. It was considered vulgar that this guy was training so much, and they thought it was gauche and unbecoming <laughs> of his family. One was like kind of, I think, a, an aristocrat. Mm-hmm. Another guy was maybe even Scottish from the north. He was like the stern Christian one, Braveheart. Oh. Yeah, but. The real Highlander. story there is the just the sick ass synth music. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. So that Which, got everybody into jogging. The yeah. song was on the radio, and you could buy it as like you bring it home and put it on your record player, and you'd sit and listen to this. And if you were a wretchedly unfunny person, you would just mouth that music whenever somebody was running or as you were running into a room. Yeah. You would, that, that was, was like, that was like one of the original like funny guy in the office. It was yeah, the like 1982 that. meme. Is what yeah. that was. Dan <laughs> clearly did that and he's pissed well if you're a kid maybe that was fine <laughs> no i never did that never he did it dan was just going blue from no the because you know why because i was just i was the you one get was... your <laughs> and then of a pool i would try to get by the drain and just off <laughs> that was me as a I in, thought I in was your What is that? Is, is that something? <laughs> just the Fed's uh, stand-up guy from 1982. I think, I think that's like the, the like the eight-year-old dance Richard Pryor. <laughs> Cherry to Fire is very much like Beverly Hills Cop. Nobody remembers the movie at all, but Beverly Hills Cop had Axel F. Right. Another sweet-ass synth. Like. I imagine it very white. It's like, oh, yeah. couldn't, oh, be not, couldn't be any whiter. Yeah. Like, I mean, their white outfits and their white shorts I mean, and their like pasty Dead white. Poet Society white. Yeah. yeah. They're like, like a, running in fog. It's white fog. <laughs> white sands. There's a dog wearing a J. Crew sweater. That's so white. Listening to Vampire Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's so white. Still, though, got a lot of people running, and maybe that was good. My dad was big in the 70s running craze. Mm-hmm. I mean... In between his cigarettes and no video gaming, my dad was my no, my mom liked the cigarettes. Mm. My dad, my dad liked to jog. My mom liked to smoke. Yeah, they they split up. They um, uh, well, no, it seems like it's like synergy. Like oh, worked. like yeah, yeah they, they fit, fill in they, each other's gaps. Maybe even right? like a syzygy. They. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what a syzygy. It's when all the planets line up on one side of the sun. And that happened. It happened in March tenth. 
Thanks for bringing that up. Maybe the longest word without a traditional vowel, too. S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. Has that happened since? I never heard that word before. Syzygy. Really rolls off the tongue. It really does. It works well for me. Syzygy. Couldn't observe that. No. It could be happening right now. I have no idea. Did that cause people to panic? Was that one of the things where, like, did Jesus come down or did an alien come down? Did the world end? Was the world going to end? Or just, like, dogs were barking unexplainedly, like, for yeah. all day? Yeah, were cows Jesus committing murder? Down, but they immediately died after his... <laughs> yeah, because he got hit by a bus. <laughs> It's like one of those classic, like, <laughs> turning away, turning to say goodbye to somebody you loved, and bam, like bus so, shot. Kind of Alanis Morissette irony, like, Jesus pops up, like, hey, you guys, they blam. <laughs> so coming back down. to earth, <laughs> smashed in face. <laughs> Sorry, Christ. It's really good fed. Let's move on. Was that March? March 29th. That, that seems late for Academy Awards. Is that? Gotta get to the... Keep getting That's the friend that I had to befriend <laughs> to uh, play as Commodore 64. It was that guy. <laughs> that God, Third I'd, be, I'd be like, hi, uh, can I come play with... Um... Shut your <laughs> gotta beat this goddamn spider alien. Get away. April 2nd, the Falklands War begins. Argentina invades and occupies the Falkland Islands. Fed, give me, if you would, a complete history of the Falkland War. Go ahead. It's like 18 sheep. Okay. The the Brits had their hands in Argentina for a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, like massaging its scalp? And not the scalp. You know, okay. Ooh. Down no, nostrils. Prostate. Oh, prostate nice. examination. But then, it, like, they just invaded it, and it somehow became, like, a war, which then led to punk music. What? Punk music was a direct result of the sheep and the prostate exams. I, I, think, I think up until this point, punk had been kind of like a very New York, hmm. like, almost artsy scene. And then it became, like, the pissed-off, like, Vietnam. England was so, like, working-class, like, mooks. They were <laughs> mad about having to go to a dumb war over a dumb island. Who invaded whom again here? Argentina. I mean, the, the Falklands are essentially, there was, like, a vestigial uh, holding of the British, and then the Argentine people were like, yeah, we, we want where this are back. Where are they? Where is the Falkland Islands? I, I think they're near, they're closer to Argentina yeah. than they are to England. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's point one. And for some reason, there was an English holding. <laughs> British were there. And Argentina was like, hey, fuck that. Yeah. We're taking that back. It's this sort of like part. Ellis Island and New Jersey. I bet it was this one really good looking sheep. And they were like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we need that thing on our team. With like long eyelashes. Does this have anything to do with eyelashes Faulkner? Is he there too? With William Faulkner, yeah. 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 It was the Falconer Islands. It was like a Disney World, but for his followers. <laughs> right. It was like, like it. <laughs> Disneyland for run-on sentences. <laughs> yeah, like a really depressing. Drunken kind of mo- Southern people. M- moving a coffin. Right. <laughs> that's that's, that's one of the rides. Eight, 18 pages of someone cursing. And <laughs> at a coffin, dragging it down a slope, muddy hill. That sounds like I'd go to that theme park. Mm-hmm. So that's what that is. And they, uh, Argentina won it because they were all like Evita. is that correct <laughs> that's you, you nailed it at yeah. that time right no because that Evita was big 
in Broadway. Yeah. Is that, is that so, a real song from Evita? I don't think so. I know. That's it's the Don't crowd cry chanting. for me, Argentina. I know, but the crowd is chants Evita. There's also the amazing song that, Oh, what a circus. Oh, what a show. Okay. It's good for the country in a roundabout way. This guy is on television. He didn't have television, remember, growing up. He had uh, Broadway albums. Well, I, in college, I, I found a uh, two very important albums. I don't know where I got them, but there was one, the Rupert Holmes album, which is amazing. He does the uh, Pina Colada song. If you think that that's song is where his career begins and ends you're wrong there's a lot of really fun tracks on that album what <laughs> if you like pina coladas yeah. that guy yeah oh that that is a terrible song no it's like i gotta but, i gotta go with dan on this one no, respectfully it, 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 but it encapsulates like this weird part of like new york that you don't really think of it's like that kind like of like the fern bars like yeah like yeah. Like, yeah. like preppy wait you know. that guy was a new york guy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that kind of blows my mind yeah all right i'll check it out I'm, yeah I'm no no it. it sounds like your kind of thing doesn't yeah. it like it sounds right up my alley yeah <laughs> it sounds like dan alley <laughs> there's a song called nearsighted i'm not yep. i don't know i don't know the words well enough well i'm really nearsighted great, too. but it's about how he doesn't judge people because he can't see for shit that sounds pretty good so lesson in there for all he of us, yeah. I, I remember the one lyric. I don't judge a book or lover by a first or second look. I don't judge you by your cover. I can't even see the book. Nearsighted. Ah. <laughs> that's that's garbage. It's like, it makes you <laughs> the first time you hear it, it makes you want to punch the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other album was Evita. Oh, it was like this uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber compilation. Oh, okay. So they had two songs from Evita. The one was the Don't Crack Me, and the other one was the Oh What a Circus. Right. So yeah. So Argentina was like you know kind of all jazzed up because they're like, hey, we got Evita. Yeah, she's been dead. A little bit of a swagger. Oh, they got some, yeah, we're big, big time. Let's go kick these guys out. Hey, let's go get a fight. Yeah. But then, like, did Andrew Lloyd Webber was there on the Faulkner Islands because they flew it, they choppered him in, and they're like, he's like, halt. You know, because they're, they're, he's like, I put you on the map. You shall not pass. Yeah. <laughs> like Gandalf. Right. Like, yeah, Tim and uh, Tim Rice. Right. He's right. a, a giant mech suit. <laughs> For queen and country. <laughs> he was the only survivor of the Alamo, the way I heard it. Because <laughs> yeah, he, he rocketed out of there. Gundam. Yeah. In, yeah. He was able to dislodge his penis from the, <laughs> from the circle jerk. <laughs> he, that one's for my family. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that so was anyways, the Falklands. That, that was, was the Falklands. Well, yeah. you hear that, and I it's not a well-known thing. You don't learn that in... Um, History Which has books. no bearing on anyone else, I feel like. Or did it have a bearing on anybody besides people in Argentina? Well, I think with England, it, England it was a huge deal. Like, well, no, you'd have to go to some stupid war, and like they were already, a, their economy was in the trash can, so you're like, so wait, poor. who had to go to war? Johnny Rotten had yeah. to go to war? Yeah. Yeah. He went to war? Yeah. He did? Yeah. No. <laughs> He was a terrible soldier. Sid <laughs> yeah. Vicious? I tried to throw up on him. <laughs> I said the word shit on TV. <laughs> Very nasty. No fun. But there, there's actually a really good show called, uh, or movie called This Is England, mm-hmm. where it's, it's about racism, the first one, but there's no, they made like a series 
the follow-up called this is england 82 i think it's all about that as a budding humorist in 1982 10 years old i remember drawing a comic strip oh, that my parents really enjoyed with uh, pac-man eating the falkland islands what <laughs> <Really>? yes <laughs> I, I got a lot of chuckles around around the breakfast table <laughs> but wh- with that one <laughs> what does that even mean yeah i'm just I, I think it was a solution to the problem did you yes. submit it to oh, the, just, I, the economist no i submitted it to my dad <laughs> but, and he showed it to my mom and he's like they all agreed it was so why did they turn it stuff. in they're like can you turn this in for me to the paper and well i don't like, think anybody <laughs> felt like calling the paper after they saw it but you know pac-man was Rock, a really Rocky hard Rod news or denver post <laughs> <laughs> was pac-man your first choice or was it what it was uh, Pac-Man what you could draw? <laughs> it, it's not hard to draw. No, I know. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, maybe I, you had, I, I you're like, you. oh, I'm going to draw Lonnie Anderson and the Falkland Islands. <laughs> if and, I could uh, draw Lonnie Anderson, it would have <laughs> never come out of my bedroom, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a weird idea. Yeah. <laughs> Lonnie, we, we showed up on my notebook. What do you? Uh, what do you? What do you mean by this? People are going to start talking. Are you, why are you unbuttoning one button in the? Oh, I'm a sketch of a kneecap. Mm. Lonnie, I have to go to Boy Scouts. <laughs> but you wait right here. I'll see WKRP when I get home, as I always do. If I could draw Lonnie, I would never leave my room. Oh lordy. <laughs> Hey, Brian, time for dinner. I'm drawing Lonnie's. <laughs> He's in the bathroom with his sketch pad and his charcoal pencil. If you can dream it, you can do it. That's true. <laughs> I had a real Lonnie Anderson situation when I was 10 years old. I think, I I think this is well-tread territory. Yeah. It's worth bringing up again. Research- the Lonnie <laughs> versus yeah. Yeah. Researching 1982, Lonnie. Lonnie Anderson was in a 7-Up commercial with Arnold Schwarzenegger. In 1982. I do for, not remember that. 1982 with, uh, yeah. Uh, can, can our listeners find that on yearoftheweek.com, dude? You might be able to find that. Yeah, yeah. we remember it. But that was when he was just big and they were Arnold? flirting. Yeah. Like <laughs> you watch that commercial and she's all giggly and you're like, oh, it didn't, it did not, <laughs> it didn't end well it's for her. dark. Not to yeah. make a joke, but it, it didn't end it was well. Fruit juice. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> Isn't that what they're selling? Brian has left his room. He ended up drawing Pac-Man <laughs> that morning. On that fateful morning. <laughs> Still would not come out of his room. Ooh, Miss Pac-Man, wait. <laughs> what? Wait, Miss Pac-Man, please put your bow back on. What are you? <laughs> it's inappropriate. But what if Pac-Man walks in? Is that a pretzel in your pocket? <laughs> The Weather Channel makes its debut on cable. When this is when they just had nothing to show on cable. Weather Channel was just video camera of rain. It was just weather. But see, like that's what the Weather Channel should be. Mm-hmm. It should just be a purely functional thing. I mean, I feel I, it's like a new type of weather. They let you know about it. <laughs> I think people back in the day, you'd watch Weather Channel. It was very soothing. Like you'd watch it. It was very zen. You'd just watch it. People would watch it. And it was like comforting, and you watch the weather. Now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just like in your weather is gonna fucking kill you. But I bet yeah. you a lot of the people watching it early on were also kind of maybe mentally ill or paranoid who were believing that there were messages that were being relayed to them through the Weather Channel. Do you think that so was ninety percent? I'd say about ninety percent people who thought they were receiving messages through the Weather Channel to the contrails. Yeah, yeah. I think the original idea was you could always 
flip to the weather channel, get the weather forecast, and then get on with your day. Yeah, because then it, eventually they realize like that's not a sustainable business model. Is the come to our whole channel for thirty seconds of your day? Right. Yeah. So they eventually it was like you they know, had to put killer like, storms gonna fuck yeah. your mom. Yeah, like. <laughs> It's the whole thing. But not kill her. Yeah. It doesn't make <laughs> Take her out for a nice dinner and never call her again. He's yeah. going to, the killer storm is just going to fuck her. <laughs> and then she's the one that gets away. <laughs> she's the blondie. Reference well, right, to so uh, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Yeah, nice dude. Ted Bundy. <laughs> who got, she, yeah. Blondie got away. Nice one. So that is the thing, though. If you had to know the weather, you didn't know the yeah. weather. There was a time when there, you knew that you could find out the weather by reading the newspaper in the morning. There would be a yeah. picture of a sun or a cloud well, that's, I mean, well, penis. Well, we, that wasn't there. We would just, just you'd, you'd send your dog outside, and if the dog came back wet, you'd say it's raining, and that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. The good dog, Maryland. What if the dog, the dog came back decapitated? You knew it was a sunny day. Like you neighbor, knew that your neighbor was the out. The kid was back. <laughs> Lemuel. What if you don't have a dog? You didn't know what to do. You didn't know the weather. Right. Stray dogs around all over. That's true. You could just borrow your neighbor's dog. Falling out of trees. Right. Do you ever have, like, the people that got the weather station? Yeah. Stick that out there on their roof? Nerd ass nerds. There's one in every neighborhood. Yeah. They had everything. So the ham radio and, like. Yeah. So you'd have to go over there and see what the weather would be. Yeah. Actually, you know, they used to have a lot of those barometers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that was a the little balls. There would be like decoration. You know, you see that in that like every seventies. Yeah. So that's how they would tell the weather. You'd look at that and be like, Oh, rain. Rain is coming because the barometer's dipping. Yeah. Or rising. I don't no, know. Lower lower. Lower. Lower is worse. <laughs> lower is worse. Yeah. <laughs> that line for Pet Cemetery. <laughs> lower is worse <laughs> theory that you know the weather channel that sounds like a good idea right because people didn't know people were walking outside in december thinking they looked outside it was sunny but you'd see a guy just walking out with no shirt on right like when, when dan went home and saw his, yeah. his high school bully walking with that shirt terrifying you know that guy's terrifying yeah but right you so see you're him like, with no shirt and earmuffs right you know it's... well see we i i live on a very crowded street so like there's lots of traffic but all the people out there are freaks you know yeah. so like you can never look out the window and be like oh what are people wearing around because you don't see any two people dressed similarly but also you don't want to make eye contact with someone mm. on the street because no, then they you, know you live there right you can't do that so you've got to hide down with a periscope <laughs> and try to scan people but nobody like one Maybe. woman's got a puffy coat on the other one's wearing a swimsuit it's a fucking mess <laughs> June 11th, E.T., the extraterrestrial, is released in the United States, and uh, this will become the biggest box office hit. It's Baffa box office. Baffa box. It'll be a big Baffa box office hit for the rest of the decade. Mm -hmm. It'll be the biggest hit of the decade, that E.T., Known for uh, uh, Drew Barrymore, I think, hosted SNL at seven years. She was seven. That also happened this year. That didn't damage her at all. So E.T., a big tearjerker. Fed, you will expose your son to this at some point, probably. We uh, have, you, have you shown yeah, it to your co- children? A couple years ago, we watched it, and... Uh, 
It's brutal, man. Yeah, it's the good, part, but like when he's dying. Well, yeah. well, but also when he's the ch- the real stunner as an adult, even is when you see him lying face down in the ravine. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that that was me yeah. two weeks ago. <laughs> Whoops! Oh, that looks. My kids just saw that. And they're like, Daddy, Dad, what? you're ET. You're ET. <laughs> yeah. No, but the thing. I always kind of suspected that Dan was ET. So they, uh, so we watched that. Just horrifying, like hor- And that part, it lasts for like forty minutes. He's dying for a long time in that movie, and the kids were like, just freaking out screaming they couldn't watch tears everywhere <laughs> and Miranda was like we've got to shut this off shut it down Dad, we shut can't it watch down. It. shut it down and I'm like Miranda if we shut it down now they'll think that just E.T. Died. this is it you know like <laughs> you gotta power through you yeah. got it that's what you gotta power through just like the bridge <laughs> so he powered through that bridge yeah and we we got through there and finally you know we took him out for pizza after it, it, it was you took him out for pizza yeah after? and ice cream like, <laughs> like we actually Actually ate like, in the pizza place because like, they're just never gently blubbering while they're eating pizza. <laughs> no, we made it through okay, but man, it was brutal, brutal. But stuff. they liked it by the end, right? Like the ending is. They were beaten up. It was like <laughs> I saw that movie five times in the theater when oh, yeah. I was a kid. But I also saw Poltergeist, so you know I was a different y- kind of you kid. Were... Maybe, like, <laughs> yeah, because that would have they would they would have formed a suicide pact. <laughs> right. they, that clown. No, I mean, when I saw it, I remember I saw it in the theaters and we walked out of the theaters and everyone was like, ooh, ah, cool, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but, but what about, what, what, he's, gonna, he's never going to see his friend again. You know, but I held it back. I remember I held it back as uh, as I do. No, I didn't really. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was very, I was an emotional wreck. Um, my friends and I was like, I got to get new friends. These Commodore 64 friends are not <laughs> worth too it. old. They're not worth it. <laughs> not worth the Commodore 64. <laughs> you see the ET, go eat it. <laughs> Yo, ET was here. Fuck, kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they like that. Yeah, they they like the they like the the part where he was sick, but they didn't like yeah. the part where he got better. <laughs> they like yeah. the part where these he are, was sick. These are not your friends, Dan. <laughs> yeah. I know, but they had a Commodore sixty four. Yeah, they let me watch them play it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have spent hours recording ourselves talking about the movie E.T. over the mm. years. Haven't we? Like, it was very important to me, I know. Like, it's a big movie. Yeah. And it's it's still... I saw it, I think I saw it five times in 1980. I, I mean, I, did, I don't know that I really even saw it in its entirety as a kid. Well, you were in an oxygen tent or something. Like, yeah, if you, Yeah, if you saw a movie, you'd probably have a heart attack and die. If yeah. you saw, like, one of my drawings of Lonnie Anderson, it'd be all over. <laughs> Well, I, I actually saw a lot of wildly inappropriate movies pretty young. I remember seeing the Delta Force when I was like, "Oh shit!" You saw like the sorrow and the pity. <laughs> went, over, went over to my friend's house. <laughs> yeah, Delta Force. That's perfect. I remember the part where they hold a hostage out of the plane and they shoot him like down his back in the spine, and I was like, "You can die by being shot in the spine." <laughs> oh, at that same friend's house, we watched Full Metal Jacket. Oh Christ! Which my friend threw up when Pyle shot himself. Yeah, yeah, those are not your friends either. Maybe. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't his fault. If like we we're, we're like, it's a movie. Let's watch the movie. But you never got around to ET. <laughs> I guess not. He doesn't like those types of emotions. <laughs> I would get on my bike with my friends and pretend get like Twizzlers and Diet Cokes and go down to the movie theater and watch fucking ET. We I, I do I like every... Diet Cokes. I lived yeah. on a highway. Well, Diet Cokes. No. Definitely not. Did I say Diet Coke? You did. <laughs> what on earth? Was this last week? Yeah. <laughs> you got on your bike. No, with your let's do it right now. 
July 23rd, on a movie set, the Twilight Zone actor Vic Morrow and two child actors die in a helicopter stunt accident. The uh, Twilight Zone... It's another movie that fucked me up as a kid. I saw it in Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks are in the truck in the beginning. And he says... You want to see something really scary? You remember this? No. Yeah. And he turns around and he goes, it's really mid- scary. He's like, yeah, special. I'm ready. Yeah, right. What and is he it? turns around and he's a monster. Oh. And like, just the way I just said that, it's like, who gives a shit? I, my hair is on, on end. Like, just even thinking, thinking about, about it. it. Wow. Like, that messed you, me up. You knew something really awful was going to happen. But Large Marge didn't scare you? I it was thought, very much like Large Marge. I right. thought Large Marge was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And my brother and I... <laughs> One year the, later. We had the video. <laughs> tape and we rewound and played the large marge clip until my dad told me to stop it (laughs) you remember the three stories there was the uh john lithgow monster on the wing right there was like the nazi guy the early one it's in the movie and he's he's like tripping through history what's the third one though Oh, the third one was the kid with the, all the powers. Oh yeah, oh, and he right. like, oh, you know, oh, I didn't like that kid. Well, yeah, yeah, no, because also the that one image of the sister without a mouth. Sister without a mouth, <laughs> mouth, mouth. Got no human way. <laughs> Our sister's got no mouth. <laughs> <laughs> with the butt slaps that was a definitely a vhs movie for me you know like in the late 80s which was like you get this copy of tape it's covered with pizza grease yeah and just like that's the way it was meant to be seen with tracking adjusting yeah it, I, I remember like you hear about this and you're trying to find the this the frame where this guy dies or something well they didn't right? put that frame in the in well the we didn't frame. know that brian yeah, we're not scientists <laughs> Or humanists. We're not, we don't have human hearts. We want to see the What's faces of death or whatever. Yeah. Remember the old people in Scatman Oh, Crothers? yeah, yeah. Like, kick the, kick can. the can. The, like, the sentimental one. But that was almost the most devastating one. This is the one with a kid with a cape, and he's like, he becomes young, and then he decides to yeah. stay young. Yeah, yeah. right. That's great. Because the kid's like, yeah, I don't care. Everybody else the other people like, oh, but my, somebody... Oh, I miss all my friends. And the kid's like, you guys are fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm going to go. Run. Right. Do the math, it's the Einstein. Eight, it's the 80s. Right. Yeah. Guys, this is the 80s. You, we all grew up in the 50s. Are you uh, nuts? I'm going to go buy a Commodore 64. <laughs> or at least become somebody's friend. I'm going to go invent a rollerblade. Do you see this color? Fuchsia. It exists now. <laughs> the government let us have it. Right. Do you guys understand that someday there will be something called Miami Vice? <laughs> all those old people missed out on that. In August, the first compact discs were manufactured for the very first time in Germany because the Germans were such strong audiophiles. Remember that super high-end like stereo equipment? Like if there was some like weird single dude in his 30s, he would have like a nice German hi-fi unit. People at this point found flaw with the cassette tape. Well, the tape was definitely the worst audio platform ever. Right. Because it would die after one year. Self-destruct. Yeah. Yeah. And people would talk about the warmth of vinyl. Mm-hmm. But God. those people are pretty much all knobs. I got a house full of vinyl. And bell, I, it makes ends. no goddamn sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just a thing to spend money on. I have a bunch of vinyl and I, I don't have a record player. Oh, well, that makes less sense. <laughs> I, I can at least. 
listen to well, it. Well, I yeah. plan on getting one someday. If I ever find uh, extra space in my apartment, like if sometimes I dream that there's a door that leads to a room that I, we forgot about. Right. Do you ever have this dream? And yeah. It's like, oh my God. Your audio cave. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't think people in other places have this dream right. of like found lost space. You're like, oh my God, there's a... There's like a nook that we could fit like a loaf of bread in here. I would here. find that terrifying. Most Americans just have like a room full of exercise equipment they've never used. Right. Yeah. yeah they have too right. many rooms. I remember my first CD player. It was a box. I still have it. I actually still have it as a Panasonic. Holy shit. This is years later. So I didn't get a... Is that what we were listening to in your living room? That like No. No, I mean you, in your kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. That's my... You're that's, amazing. You're wearing your original Swatch, and you have your original CD player <laughs> I in haven't changed one bit. You're an archivist. You don't need to. I'm an archivist. You, you apparently take really good care of your shit. <laughs> Nobody touch anything! <laughs> you have two kids. <laughs> no. How have your kids not like, chewed your Swatch off? <laughs> it's like the original band. I took out all their teeth. Like My dog like ate no, my remote control. I just control found this like, like, a couple of years ago. Like I found it in my parents' attic. You're a hoarder, is what it is. No, my you just, parents hoard you, my stuff for me. Oh. Yeah. But nothing has changed for me. Anything has changed for you since uh, the invention of the CD? I remember when I was a kid, my dad had a rich friend. And we went and visited him once. And they had this amazing CD collection. And my dad's rich friend's son, who is my age, sort of gestured. All, all the CDs were laid out on a, a very long shelf. And he said, yeah, you know the uh, record store in the mall? I think we got all of them that they have in there. It was like, what kind of insane monster. Like, yeah, why? All, just, all like, that garbage. He just goes there and says, like, yeah, all of them. Just wrap them up. What do you got, the new Tiffany? I'll take it. Anything. Don't care. Just want a lot. <laughs> what was this rich guy's first name? I have no idea. Last name? I think I, I was only in that house one time in my life. And yeah, this happened. Definitely too poor. This is my best guess. Ocus Maneel. <laughs> Ocus Manil. Ocus. Ocus. Ocus came that? from very humble backgrounds. O K U S M A N. I think O C H E U S, maybe. Like, well, you're Ocus. In September, September 21st, this is what happened in 1982. The NFL Players Association calls a strike. It's the first time that NFL players have a strike. Uh, it lasts for 57 days, reduces the regular season from 16 games to nine, and forces an expanded 16 playoff tournament. So a 16-team playoff tournament. More, more teams made it into the playoffs. <laughs> that's what the strike because, was about? No. no I think that's because just how... the season was shorter, it was hard oh. to differentiate. Oh, I see. Because everybody tied. So they just had to figure out a way to do it. 
I right. Guess, what what they, were what were some of the things that the players wanted? Brian's a football fan. He has a blanket with a bunch of footballs on it, and he eats football food. <laughs> Brian collects uh, Super Bowl patches. Yeah. Like Olympic pins. I have a yeah, football that Olympic I hug and football. kiss. He has a shirt that says football on it. Yeah. It's <laughs> my favorite kid's clothes. Just say, like, soccer on them. Right. I, I assume the players were not making enough money. They looked at the amount of money being generated by the league, and they said, we'd like some more of that. And the owners said, no. No, no, you can't have any. Right. And they said, well, we won't play the game then. And then eventually they worked something out. It's weird back in the olden days that you're like, uh, I'm going to own a football team. Because like back in the day, that meant nothing. Back in the day, like when football is getting going and all these clubs are all the same. The Broncos were started in wet, whatever, 1927 or whatever. But to start these football, like, I'm going to have a football team. The owners back then, people are like, what, what does that mean? Good point, Dan. I'm just saying. It's <laughs> interesting how it used to be. Like, if you're a football, if you own a football team now, you're like, oh, you're a billionaire. Well, yeah. Well, like, like, like back in, then, it was like you were a drifter. But like, <laughs> in, whatever, like in other countries, like the sports teams, they're like just, they were community organizations that the, then like had this massive. They're co-ops that are owned by like Hamburg Green, or something. Like Green Bay right. still is though, right? That's Green like, Bay's the only like, one. Right. Yeah. That's like owned by the community. Yeah. Everything yeah. else is owned by a horrible millionaire. Yeah. Right. It, it's like so the they, grossest version of capitalism. It, it makes you, it makes you like, it, it's all fucked. <laughs> Everything's horrible. So yeah. they're all garbage people. Right. But back then they were, they were more like carnival folk. Hucksters. Hucksters. Well, as opposed to like Daniel Snyder. We're the Redskins. Yeah, when right. the fact that they still have that name. That's amazing. Just... It really is the only sport I care about, though. I mean, <laughs> like, baseball is stupid. It's a game for idiots. Nobody should play it. But That's how I feel. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. So we don't know anything about this football strike. It could have been for more soda but machines. Because back in the 82... That, that Mark Wahlberg movie was about. Where are you... What are you doing? I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> He's shouting from another room. I know. That's why. Because that's how podcasting that's works. How most podcasters <laughs> just leave and start slamming windows and running all around. Yelling stuff. Uh. <laughs> I have to do this now. This is why we win all those podcasting awards, because we're so good at it. Great. Yeah. Let's just declare what it was. I think they needed more towels. Yeah. I think there's a towel shortage. Remember, Every like, team in, had one towel, and yeah. they would use take turns with it and the quarterback would get it first and then the running back and like if mean biff got the towel before you yeah well shit right yeah mean biff is a football player right <laughs> he was mean <laughs> and they wouldn't even let you bring your own towel and before you use the towel the guy before you would snap you with the towel yeah there's too much maybe it was too little towel snapping or too too much too much no i've never actually been around towel snapping i don't really understand how We'll go get a towel. We could we could fix that tonight. Yeah, don't want to be snapped. You have to drop <laughs> trow. Is it like using it as a whip? Do you have to like? Yeah, twist you whip it? a you whip a fanny. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a human buttock. No American a, fanny or English fanny. That's American. Not, that's not nice. A tushy. Uh, a but donk a donk. What is that? That's a butt. That's a butt. Dan. Oh, okay. It's a two thousand and seven <laughs> butt. <laughs> Science. 
October 19th. John DeLorean is arrested for selling cocaine to undercover FBI agents. He's later found not guilty due to entrapment. Who is John DeLorean? Well, he invented the DeLorean, Dan. And what is the DeLorean? It's the car from Back to the Future. That car is named after a dude. Yes. And His he's first a, name John. And he's a like co- so many cars. Yeah. <laughs> and a, he was also a coke dealer. Apparently, he was a coke dealer who also designed automobiles. <laughs> but if it was entrapment, it was kind of like some like, hey, can you get me some coke? And he's probably right. like, um, I don't know. And then right. Like, I want the coke, John. I really want this coke. <laughs> and he's just trying to be a nice guy. But why would yeah. he be entrapped? To because that DeLorean was so like it was just like co- screaming cocaine car. Yeah. Yeah. That is like, a cocaine car. It was yeah. like the door lifted up to snort cocaine off of. There was a special little platform in between the seats for blowing rails, Dan. Is that where the <laughs> flux capacitor was? That's right. <laughs> that yeah. was the coke capacitor. So what happened to John DeLorean? Whatever happened to that guy? I think he just kind of ended up being less rich, but it was fine. He looked like he might know where to get some cocaine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like if you were hard up you'd, you'd maybe call john i don't know do you think the the cops are like looking for car designers to try to entrap them to get them to sell cocaine how does that work i think they just look at stuff and they decide whether or not it seems like it's a coked up thing. Yeah, it's like a coked up thing like a boat like a speed boat like yeah. all of america was looking at that car going that guy's got that cocaine. guy he he yeah. can sell me some cocaine like yeah. a sport coat was maybe had like a splatter paint pattern on it they'd be mm-hmm. like that guy's got coke guy had like a mirror hat on <laughs> <laughs> Could be a cocaine guy. Anyone with a glass table. <laughs> yeah. Just like a thin line of blood coming out of one nostril. <laughs> a guy is just covered with cocaine. <laughs> well that that's your number one sign. That would look at I'd look at Frosty the snowman. Yeah. He was really Well crazy. they busted him they busted pretty hard. Him. That wasn't He tough. gave up John DeLorean, that's how he got out of it. <laughs> that was my Frosty impersonation. <laughs> pretty terrible guys. I think John I'm gonna uh, go Dan's was a little better than Fed. John <laughs> seems like he should have a better first name. Well it's definitely J O N, right? No. It isn't. I don't think it is. <laughs> it's it the be, 80s. We didn't have time for It should be Y-O-N, H. right? John spelled with a Y. <laughs> or, or J-A-W-N. Yeah, right. But it's not. It's just regular John. DeLorean is a pretty good name. What is it's the... It's a flashy name. Yeah. yeah, it's flashy. They wouldn't call it the car like Pritchett. Nobody would buy that stupid car. Pritchett? Yeah. That sounds, the Pritchett. That sounds more like a pogo stick. Yeah, like pogo a Pritchett. Stick. Yeah. What, what about Gardenia? What kind of product do you suppose that would be? Sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah, sophisticated. Like a tuxedo? Yeah. Or like a really long cigarette holder, maybe? <laughs> like dinner trays. Yeah. Silver platters. Millage sounds like a pile of puke. Yeah. But you could purchase that. Like you could use it to clean up if your dog was sick. Yeah. Yeah, get some millages. <laughs> Get a pack, 12 pack of millages. Yeah. Ron, could you get some millages? Yeah. The dog's sick. The big, the extra large, because uh, it's serious. Hon, I tried to, the dog's puking and I tried to cover its mouth, but then it just made it like a hose when you put your thumb in the hose and just sprayed out like a super intense line of puke. So did you get me a bunch of millages? Give me like at least six millages. I think I'm on. I should go in a shark tank. <laughs> some of the puke went in my mouth. <laughs> That was an audio trick of mine. I know, it was good. From the other room. I know. I like how you're holding onto the wall, too. It's because I'm sitting on a stool. Well, that was your choice. On one foot. This is like some kind of yoga trick he's doing. Yeah, you're you're breaking your toes. Your whole body's going to be a mess after this. Let's just say, Fed is very impressive. 
that he can do this. Physical specimen. Yeah. Yeah. Chair for Fed. That chair is covered in filth. <laughs> that was Iggy's Get some millages. <laughs> the chair has bits of like food as a part of it now. That can yeah. Be cleaned. What about that chair? He used a rocking chair, but that would be too distracting. You'd, you'd fall yeah. asleep. Yeah. Yeah. You'd fall asleep. You'd be too relaxed. Start, start whittling. Okay. So in November, I didn't mean if that sounds so mad, but November opens, as November opens, in November, <laughs> Honda opens up a On the car eve of plant. November. Mm-hmm. But no, November. In November, the Honda opens up a car plant in Ohio to start to try and make, to start to make cars. So that's how gung-ho... That's yes, exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. There's a there's like there's some really awesome stories. There was like a This American Life about this, how they were the American audit ministry was just so awful at this time. They're like they were all drunk and they were fiercely defending their right to be drunk at work and absolutely suck at their job. <laughs> so like my handshake when I'm not drunk. I can't <laughs> like it's a safety thing, you guys. <laughs> There is a way that I think unions can go too far. Maybe that mm. proves it. Yeah. yeah. Hondas were around in the 70s, but then they became bigger cars. People in the uh, in the gas shortage, those smaller cars came around, and then they started taking over. That's what I know about the car industry is from Gung Ho, starring Michael Keaton. And I think Gede Watanabe from, mm-hmm. uh, is that how you pronounce his name? Probably not. Revenge of the Nerds? No, from 16 Candles. Mm-hmm. It was Long Duck Dong. Mm-hmm. I think right? he's also in uh, Avengers of the Nerds now. No, Is you're he? thinking of that gay javelin guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, I think we've touched upon this a couple of times, but that movie is really not meant to exist anymore. <laughs> it should just be. I'm, I'm wondering now like how, how <laughs> racist Gung Ho was. Like, yeah, this, that was, movie was just like, not, unspeakable. Not well done, I don't think, as far as that yeah. goes. Well, George Wentz is in it. He was the really, re- really, really racist guy. Michael Keaton was was just the sort of racist guy. He's he was just a trying good to keep things guy. together. He was a good racist. And yeah. then George Wentz... Oh, I think George Wentz wasn't so racist. He was just... So he was the guy who's always like flying off the handle and like throwing a beer bottle at a Japanese guy and stuff. No, that was, that was Norm. Oh, right. That was his Norm character right. in Cheers. When he's always, <laughs> whenever a Japanese guy ran, came into Cheers. I also watched Gung Ho a hundred times. That was the whole thing in the 80s, though. Was, uh, like Japanese started anything technical. We, we were afraid of the Japanese. We thought they were eclipsing us. Well, I wasn't. But yeah, technology. Like they were, it was like big technology. They were Cars, ahead. electronics, yeah, everything. Because they worked harder, they were better. They were right. Yeah, they basically. had a work ethic. They were, they, the, yeah. the Rising Sun, they were right. I had a Mazda. Is that a Japanese uh, brand? Yes. Yeah, so we had a Mazda. We got that in 84. Oddly enough, that Mazda is named after the uh, Zoroastrian god. First stick shift I ever owned was a Honda Accord. Ran, a lot that, of, a ran lot that, of, that fucker into the ground. A lot of first cars that I knew, like my friends, they had that, that, that Honda CRX. Oh, yeah. Uh, big time car for the, the, my it, gen it's a two-seater you know you could i think they had like a four seat tight squeeze back yeah there. you'd have to push that passenger seat back and it would you had to push bad. that dead body out of the way yeah my a girlfriend back there. came with a dead body <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend drove a red one and my best friend drove a white one everybody had a honda crx except me i had an accord so you never fit in yeah that's right Although you you walked alone, I did, and you walked tall. Different drummer. Mom, I want a CRX. <laughs> Sorry, but mom, <laughs> where's my CRX? <laughs>
On December 8th, Sophie's Choice, uh, starring Meryl Streep and Kevin Klein, is released. And, uh, you know, that was filmed uh, not so far from here. There, yeah. That house is, uh, you know, oh, really? kind, of, kind of a hop, skip, and a jump, you know? Is um, that Ditmus? It's in Ditmus. That's a Ditmus can, mansion, huh? It's a Ditmus mansion that that's in. For those who don't know what Sophie's Choice is, and I didn't know what that movie was. It's based on a novel, but I didn't even, I didn't see it until my 30s, I don't think. And Fed was always like, oh, it's like a real Sophie's Choice situation. I'd always say, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I saw it, and it's a the movie is about there's some people hanging out in Brooklyn, right? And then she, uh, Meryl Streep, is this person who she uh, came over from Germany, and it turns out that she had to choose one of her children to uh, spoiler alert not uh, die, not die in World War Two uh, in you know Germany. So it's not a pick me upper. No. Um, but Fed has some funny things to say about Very it. Very funny things. It, it, no, I think it just, <laughs> it became a phrase that entered the common lexicon, but right. so many people did not really understand what it meant. So people will use <laughs> right. it in a horribly inappropriate way. If you're picking out an orange juice in the store, <laughs> and it's, it's like, a oh, this is a real Sophie's, choice. real Sophie's Choice situation. A difficult choice was the way people would use it. Right. Yeah. Like two-ply or... Should I have the taco or the burrito? Right. <laughs> Should we go to Taco <laughs> Bell or McDonald's? It's a real Sophie's <laughs> Choice. And in a way, I think that that is uh, appropriate for America. Maybe um, I didn't have enough, really, <laughs> to go with this <laughs> selection. We made a real Sophie's Choice between our two oh, December yeah, entries. The other one was like and Michael we, Jackson. We yeah. clearly made the wrong choice. Also, at the same time magazine, uh, as they are wont to do at the end of the year, they have to declare... They used to declare man of the year, right? It was now, a person of the year? No, it was, I think, well, it was according to whatever this uh, thing we look at. It was a man of the year. But uh, this year, 1982, the man of the year wasn't a man, nor was it a woman or a human being. It was a computer. It's a goat's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Why a goat's butt? Because it was with a thing that gave people hope in that dark time. It was a really nice goat butt. It was a real Sophie's choice between a <laughs> goat butt or a pug butt. Because <laughs> those pug butts are cute. It was a computer fed uh, that they named the man of the year. It didn't specify what computer. It was just the idea of a computer. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, people saw what it could do with a closet full of dresses, people's minds were blown. Right. Finally, women found out that they had 417 red dresses yeah. and one t-shirt. The man of the they, year was a Commodore 64. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. The, I'm leaving. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Fed. <laughs> Hey, so let's end this show. December, it's ended. Uh, 1982, I think we completed the year. What what, it, what is it? What do we uh, take away from the year? Uh, computers. CDs. CDs. Technology. Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire. Synth music. That's Friday the 13th. Synth. Kill, 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 kill. Just a lot of breathing. Yeah. That was the year. And being absolutely Devastated by ET. Uh, I give it. I give not it, the way I felt about. I ET. give ET. I, I and the year. I give eighty two a check plus. That's my year uh, re, in review. 
Brian, what do you give it? I give it six out of five possible stars. Wow. It, that was an important year for me. Por- por- I think it was an important year for, for America. Yeah. I'll um, give it stick because of Reagan. Yeah. Oh, right. Reagan was still around. Um, was that the year he was elected? Or was he, he was elected in 80? 80. Yeah. He yeah. was just getting into his, he was hitting just, his stride. He was that, just that's going to be I'm going to take it down to five stars. Okay. Five out of five. Yeah. I still give it a check plus. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to go and rate us wherever you get your podcast from and check out our website. We've got some, if you have heard any of the music or any of the clips that you heard along the way here, you can find more of that, their website, or go check us out on Instagram. There's always fun stuff there. Well, not There's, always. For months at months a time. Months a year, yeah. Months at a time, there's nothing. But then uh, sometimes there's a lot of, you know, there's some fun little you gotta pictures. you got to keep an eye it. on it because you don't want to miss out. Yeah, you don't want to miss you out can't on sleep that. On it. Take and, your eye uh, off the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyways, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back soon with another year. And we're going to kill it. Yeah. The year. The year will be dead. That year is going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to kick that year's butt. Years don't have butts. Some years year. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give the Dolphins credit for the kind of fandom they've got here tonight, the kind of record they produce. Their opponents... Ground for peculiarly stationary and Let's get Mikey! Yeah! He won't need it. He hates everything. He likes it! Hey, Mikey! Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer presents Melinda. Not Vigo Mortensen. Not the painting guy. No, oh, but Peter Berg then. Peter Berg, yeah. No, not Peter Berg. I, no, not Peter Berg. This is a great show. <laughs> Shut up. All right.